Welcome back to the Soul Edification Podcast. I am your host, Mary, your spiritual guide, helping you awaken to your truth and advance on your spiritual journey. Welcome to my new podcast series, Ani Yoga, as a universal tool for everybody, whether you believe in a god, gods, or no god. Yoga is this practice, this lifestyle that is a science, which gives us many options for self-realization which is what we all want it's an ongoing journey and yoga for the past 10 years has helped me so much reconnect back into my body and connect with everyone else around me because I now know the truth of my being and I know how to regulate my nervous system and really come back into equilibrium with whatever I'm going through that day, I know how to settle back into my energy, reground, or bring an energizing essence in my day so I feel like everything is easeful and safe for me to feel. And it's just a beautiful practice. So I'm going to start off with just going over my short story of when I first learned about yoga. So when I was first introduced to yoga, I remember one of my friends in high school taking me to a hot yoga class. And I've heard of it before. I loved working out, being active, and especially trying something new because I am the type of person that needs various ways of movement or else I get bored. So you can imagine during hot yoga how tired but awesome I felt afterwards because of how much I sweat. We love to sweat. We feel like we've achieved something when we're sweating. From then on until a couple of years later, I practiced yoga for flexibility, better range of motion, and pretty much a stretch usually after a strength training workout or as an active rest on Sundays. So yoga was always like that extra thing I did on top of the exercise I was already doing. And I never really understood the dimming of the lights, the meditation sometimes at the end, and all other mindfulness aspects of it in the beginning other than knowing from my own direct experience how relaxed I felt afterwards every time I left the studio. It was about an on and off relationship with yoga for like six years until COVID hit and I was at the peak of my spiritual awakening when I started to learn the deeper meaning of yoga and the chakras which we will delve more into in future episodes. But at this point, I was learning everything I could on the tools that can help me reprogram my mind, spiritually evolve, and holistically heal. So I was now more interested in the more esoteric, spiritual side of yoga than I was of the physical asana. So I was open and willing because I was also practicing meditation and recognized the amazing effects it had on my mind you know being someone who is a busy bee and usually prefers a lot of movement and stimulation yoga was perfect for me because I needed to expel all of that energy I had into this art of movement that would 
reorganize or recalibrate my energy so I'm not all over the place. So fast forward to today, I've grown so much with my relationship with this amazing science because I now know that it isn't just the physical practice, which is actually the smallest part of what yoga really is. And I want to share what I've learned in hopes that it may help you on your own journey, especially if you're someone who's having a harder time connecting with God or you're more of a skeptic like I was. And lo and behold, I'm now a yoga teacher going into a more extensive training because I love to get deep in the things that I love to learn and yoga is one of them. So basic foundations, yoga means to yoke or to unite. To unite with who? To unite back to your true essence, essentially disassociating from the mind chatter or worldly identifications and reconnecting back to that stillness within or claiming yourself as the observer of your experience and thoughts and not the mind stuff going on all of the time. So we see this in motion when we are meditating and quieting the mind, right? We see thoughts come and go, but we as a consciousness remain. I explain this throughout my podcast all of the time repeatedly and I'm sure this is not the first that you've heard this, but if it is, we know that we exist no matter what we're doing, right? We are here because if we are identified as our thoughts all the time, then that would mean that we would also be gone once our thoughts leave, right? So that's the first misconception of people starting to wake up is that They think they're in the mind or they think they are the mind. And so they experience a lot of suffering because they have not made the switch of awareness that they're actually beyond the thoughts that they think. So meditation being one important aspect of yoga is a non-negotiable because in this busy world we live in, Stillness is required for our overall well-being or we'd always be in a state of survival mode. We've heard the saying perception is reality. What you believe is what you will see in your life and your perception of life is going to depend on your life experiences, which is your past. And then that filters through your conditioning until you come to a consensus of what you believe is true. So, for example, You grew up watching your parents fight a lot, which eventually turned into a heartbreaking divorce for you as a child. Then you have your relationship experiences, your boyfriend, girlfriend cheats on you, and it starts to solidify the belief that love sucks. And why bother being with a partner when you'll just end up heartbroken and divorced like your parents? Or another example of maybe not having your parents around, which led you to grow up in a chaotic, unorganized household with which you were left to fend for yourself. So now as an adult, you have a hard time relying on or trusting people because you believe that they always disappoint you. We live our lives with these beliefs that we rarely question unless you're on a path of awakening or healing and we wonder why we're struggling or feeling like something is always missing, even if, say, we're succeeding in the material world. You may have that perfect job, the perfect partner, the car, the house, etc. But yet there's 
an unsatisfied part of you longing for something deeper. Yoga being an ancient tool that originated in the East, you'll find that people from this culture, usually in Southeast Asia, live a slower life and often follow certain religions or have spiritual practices engraved in their lifestyles daily. I went to Bali in 2020 and every single day, first thing in the morning, they do devotional work. And this is just their lifestyle. They're happier. They don't have as much as we do, yet they are happier. They're friendly. They're in the moment. They work together. And this is a lifestyle of yoga, essentially. You don't have to limit it based on the religion that you follow because yoga is universal. And obviously, yoga has obviously gotten more popular in the West here in North America, especially over the decades, thanks to the yogis who brought the science to help our busy culture that lives more in the mind than the body. That's our problem, right? We may know the term guru, which means teacher, but as a universal definition, let's think of it as a remover of obstacles. Because that's what teachers do, right? Teachers help us solve something or remove any challenges that are in the way. There are a lot of self-proclaimed gurus in the society nowadays, but a true, honest guru helps us be our own teacher and awaken to our own gifts rather than be a figure of authority that need to be worshipped. And I hope that that is how I am coming across for this past three and a half, almost four years of this podcast, because I never want to inflict certain beliefs on you because I know the path of awakening has many different avenues and some things are not going to resonate, some things will. But I hope that I've given you the permission to at least have the curiosity and the openness to learn to trust yourself, learn to reconnect back to your intuition so you become your best teacher. Coming back to my point, so essentially what yoga teaches us is that perception is the problem. Ego is the problem. Our self-identity that we've created based on our past that distorts true reality is the issue of our suffering and never-ending cravings. True reality is only discovered and experienced when mind chatter have ceased. And when we encounter our lives with curiosity, because inherently we really don't know what anything is for. Reality just exists. We were told what a chair is. We were told what a tree is. We were told what a table does and what it is. And we were taught how to use a remote control. Whatever it is, we have this universal resource, Mother Nature that is holding everything together, everything that we own, everything that we think we know to be true, Mother Nature is just holding everything. And Mother Nature just exists, right? We were the ones to come up with the idea that rain is bad and sun is good. Bears are less perfect than dogs. And all of these judgments that have distorted the perfection of creation because we have put so much of our beliefs based on our external influences on these things. 
We live in a world where we're judging, comparing, and attaching to so many things, to everything. And life is constantly changing, so we try to play catch-up by satisfying our deep desires of peace and freedom with external, transient things. What you really want is to connect to what is true, like the beauty of a sunset that's inexplainable, or the overwhelming love a mother feels after giving birth to her child. Like, what is that feeling? It's in these instance where we experience a moment of stillness that activates a deeper experience of beauty and resonance with what is really true. Yoga asks us to go in, not out. We wear all of these different sunglasses, right? Colored sunglasses that distorts our perceptions and we have lots of them. We have one on love, on career, on money, you name it, it's almost never ending. But we get to a point where we eventually get tired and want to just take the sunglasses off. Change is constant and how we've been living is no longer working. So we have to adapt. So that a solution that is uncomfortable to explore starts to flourish in us, right? We start to get curious, like what else is out there? We've been running our whole lives that maybe it's time to connect with that which does not change. And if you've been listening to me for the past three and a half years, you know that what I'm talking about is consciousness. You can't deny that you exist. Before your name came about, you already existed. Thoughts come and go. Ego gets what it wants, then wants something else again. But then there's you. The real you behind all the mind chatter that is just existing in this peaceful, eternal state. So what is that? That is the invitation that yoga is offering for you to explore. This yoga, the science for living our best lives, right? That is essentially what it is. The problem and solution is you. You're getting in your own way or ego is getting in your own way. So. It also asks us to reclaim our truth and our power to take responsibility of doing the inner work. Self-realization is only attained with a clean, peaceful mind. So instead of searching for bliss, yoga helps us recognize that enlightenment is already here and available for us. We just need to place our awareness on it. And I titled this series, this episode yoga for believers and non-believers because you could be a skeptic and not believe in any god or anything but if you actually look at the signs of yoga you'll start to recognize that this is all just based on your body how your mind works calming your nervous system to actually allow the truth of your essence to unfold and yoga allows you to have your own direct experience so you can then start to build faith and build your foundations of understanding who you really are. So instead of searching for bliss, yoga helps us recognize that enlightenment is already here and available for us. So we just need to place our awareness on it. And this obviously takes practice and heartful devotion. And when you want peace bad enough, above all else, you'll start to notice that you'll naturally 
let go of unhealthy habits, get more quiet, maybe surround yourself with different people who are more in alignment with your new sense of awareness. Because yoga's goal is to master the mind by peeling back the layers of who you think you are so you can discover that you are so much bigger than this limited body. In the next episode, we'll be going through the many practices of yoga and some key principles of how to achieve more balance in your life through different lessons it offers. So be sure to follow and subscribe on the podcast to get notified on when it drops. I hope this ignites a fire in you to maybe learn more about this amazing science and path of self-realization, which focuses on direct experience because yoga is what tied it all together for me after years of learning different spiritual modalities. This really helped me embody every single thing that I've learned and continue to learn. And it is now my non-negotiable everyday practice. And it doesn't just have to look like a bunch of asanas, right? Like warrior two, downward facing dog. Like when I say yoga, I don't just mean the physical practice of it, but also the calming of the mind and the things that I'm already doing. Uh, meditation, having that groundedness in my conversations and being mindful in everything that I do. No one wants to listen to someone who is forcing their beliefs on us. So my intention is that you experience this for yourself so you can find a connection with the divine that works for you or whatever you want to call it and so that you can remember how truly powerful you are thank you so much for listening until next time the light in me sees the light in you namaste